Welcome back, everybody, to a special edition of the Fifth Man podcast. It's been a little while since our last one, but we do have a special episode tonight with a few announcements and a new face on the podcast uh, in Daniel Canicus. Welcome, Daniel. Thanks, Alex. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it. No worries, mate. Look forward to chatting. And I'm your host, Alex Alovich. Uh, Mark Gavinich, one of our usual co-hosts, unable to make it today. So it's just Dan and I in the studio. And we'll kick things off straight away um, with, a, with the announcement coming that the Fifth Man All-Star Game is going to be back again for a third edition. And the game will be next Friday night, 7.30pm at Pro Futsal in Bibra Lake. And in previous years, it's been a great success um, in the mixed format with some of the best SFL and WSFL players going head-to-head in an exhibition. Um, and we're going to be back again with it this year. So, Daniel, we're going to be selecting our teams tonight. And the way the format's going to go, it's going to be a live draft. We're going to pick eight court players each and a goalkeeper each, alternating one by one. So I think plenty of talent to pick from, Daniel. Absolutely, mate. I had a bit of a think about this earlier, and, uh, yeah, I was trying to wrap my brain there, but before you know it, there's um, the list grows pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. It's going to be hard to pick... Um, just 16 players across both the leagues but we'll give it our best and always happy to have some feedback and input from the listeners in terms of your thoughts of who you thought should have perhaps made the team Um, so to get going with the live draft Daniel I'll let you take the number one pick so you are on the clock number one pick for me will go to a EWA player in Stefan Sivjanovic Love it. All right. And number one pick for me, I'll go with my own team to start off as well. Familiar one, I'll go with um, Tyler Garner. And Daniel, pick number two. I'll go with another familiar face, this time from uh, AFC uh, Neck of the Woods. We'll go with Danilo Neves. I like that pick. Plenty of talent already off the board. With my second pick, I'll go to the WSFL and I'll draft uh, South Perth's Tiana Botha. Great pickup there as well. Another stellar season from Tiana. Yeah, unreal season, leading South Perth to another championship. So number uh, pick number three for you, Daniel. Well, I'm going to go back to South Perth, also in the WSFL, and I'm going to go to a young lady here who had another tremendous season, uh, both at Pro Futsal and internationally, and I'm going to go with a Zoe Spadano. That's a brilliant pick, and yeah, she's had a great season and obviously capped that off with a fantastic showing in Thailand um, with the South Perth team there and scored a very memorable goal, which won her a lot of plaudits and international acclaim. So love that pick uh, from you, Daniel. 
Pick number three for me. It's a tough one, so much to choose from. I'll stay in the WSFL. A new Wolves signing announced just the other day. So a big, big announcement there for the Wolves, and that's um, Mariana Tabane. Another player who also played in the Thailand tournament with South Perth. What a player she is too. Been, been there, done that in most competitions nationally. Glory player, Melbourne City player. Played in Croatia in the Champions League. It's uh, she's she's one of a kind, and we're very fortunate to have her here in Perth and and playing at pro futsal as well. And now to even come across to the Wolves is uh, is a massive signing and and a great um, just a great support of what she does as well to the club and in in encouraging younger players and just her experience and everything to go with it. Yeah, indeed. It's got a very stellar resume in futsal and in outdoor soccer as well here. So pick number four for you, Daniel. Um, I'm going to go to Balga this time. Um, and this particular person, or player, I should say, has a knack for scoring goals for fun and a knack for... I think I know who this is. And scoring some goals that you put your hands in your head and you go, how on earth did you do that? I'm going to go Connor O'Driscoll. Yeah, uh, brilliant pickup, and what a great season he's had. I mean, scored a, one of the best goals I've seen in the finals here in SFL against us in that game one of the grand final. And just, yeah, he's a, he's a walking highlight reel in the SFL. He's scored some absolutely memorable goals, and he's probably absolutely. going to have four or five of the top ten goal, goals of the season just uh, from him. I think so. I reckon it would be an injustice if he probably didn't pick up at least one of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. All right, pick number four for me, and I will turn my attentions to the Spearwood Lions, and I think what is, well, will be the SFL Golden Boot winner in Jamal Yusuf. Another great season from Jamal, wasn't it? He, uh, Season after season, he backs it up, doesn't he? You think he's gonna, you think he pulls a great season last season, and he comes back and does it all over again. So he's um, he's uh, he's a phenomenon. Yeah, indeed. No, he's just a just a brilliant goal scoring machine. That's you know been the key player for the Lions now for the last three or four seasons, and he's one of the MVP nominees so far as well. That's been announced. Only two have been announced so far. Him and Jake Pizzuto from Fremantle. There's a few more nominees to be revealed in the coming days. Very good. So uh, uh, number five draft pick now. Can I pick a goalkeeper this time, Lalo? Or? Yep. Open open season, mate. You can pick whatever you want in whatever order you want. Well, I'm going to go to a player that I have a very good relationship with. He played with us for two seasons. Was there when we won it. And uh, a fine, a fine character in between the sticks, Michael Dudek. And he's had a great season himself as well, and a great finals campaign <clears throat> in helping Balga reach the grand final. And probably, I, I dare say that this season was, even though he, when he played with us, he was unreal and was every part of the reason why we 
were successful that season, but this season he was just, you know, next level. Really, yeah. really good every week. And um, it was great to see from Michael as well. Yeah, indeed. I'm going to go with the goalkeeper as well now to round out my top five picks. And I'm going to go to the WSFL in South Perth, perennial Golden Glove winner. I'm not sure if it's five or six in a row now. It's it, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and she also played in, in Thailand for South Perth in tournament. Fantastic goalkeeper. And that's Noi. Another another player that just every every season is um, is just unreal in terms of what she can do, and let's not forget the you know she had a quite a traumatic injury just yeah. a few years ago as well, and to pull out of that and still be able to play and play at such a level is uh, is a real credit to her, and, and I, a lot of respect for Noi and what she does, and it's, she's great to watch. Yeah, for sure. No, brilliant. Brilliant player. And moving on to our sixth picks. My my sixth pick, I'm going to go to your team, Lala. I'm going to go to Cumbrae, another player that um, he has all the trickery in the world and he's a, he's a fine player and wears his, wears his heart on his sleeve is a fine way to describe a Faris Norani, I reckon, and... My pick six is Ferris. Yeah, love that pick. And, yeah, just a brilliant player all round. Strong technically. Knows how to score. He's, yeah, he's, he's a brilliant player for us. All right, sixth pick for me. And I'll... Turn my attentions to South Perth, this time in the SFL, and a youngster that joined halfway through this season, uh, Benji McHale. A yeah, great pickup, and a great and a good pickup for um, for South Perth as well. I thought he, um, not sure if he looked out of sorts at ASC or not, but it was just a little bit, yeah, he just didn't seem to maybe fit the structure and turns out that he's gone over to South Perth and finished off a pretty strongly, I would have thought. Yeah, indeed. So it was an interesting move at first, but um, he obviously is, yeah really picked up where he left off from at Fremantle once he moved to South Perth and had a very strong second half of the season. So our number seven picks now, Daniel. Three yeah, more to go. go. I'm going to go back to the WSFL to a uh, Wolves player as well in Laura Walton. Quite a steady, quite a quite the steady player for Wolves this uh, past WSFL season. She was the ever presence and um, steady the ship when when needed and. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I thought it should fit quite well into what the draft would look like in this team. Yeah, indeed. And number seven pick for me. This is not very easy to make these decisions, is there? There's so many players going through my mind. I'm going to turn 
my attention to Fremantle and uh, their young star Jake Pizzuto who's also picked up a nominee for SFL MVP yeah he did I did see that come uh, come across the socials uh, <coughs> today yeah well had a very good season I think he's you know by far the most important player and he contributes in attack and defence so he's um, yeah he's a very very um, bright up and coming young player in the league Absolutely. So two more picks to go, Daniel. Our eighth and ninth picks. Yep, my eighth pick. I'm going to um, take one of my own again in uh, an EWA player. Another another player here that both feet left and right, an absolute machine in. In his work rate, quick feet, shoots from anywhere, and like I said, can hit him left or right and sail straight past your left or right ear, I reckon. And, uh, and that's Aiden Deleuze. I had a feeling that would be the pick when you introduced it. When you said left and right foot, I knew you ruled out Gavranich with that. So <laughs> he's just he's just all left foot. One trick pony we call that, I think. Legend. No, we wish you had him on the episode today, so it would have been it would have been a good laugh. Yeah, he's good value. He's a he's good value. All right, pick number eight for me. Just looking at what I've got here. Very tough. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to rack my brain here for my next my last one as well. To be honest with you. Taken, you've taken my other options. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so for me, I will turn my attention to Balga. Obviously, a great season from those boys and, and heck of a grand final series as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pick up one of their um, young lads who's probably played the most minutes for them and been very instrumental, um, and that's Luke Ross. Another great season for Luke. He um, he really showed his uh, his resilience in the final series. I thought he really stood up and just controls everything from the back, doesn't he? Like, you know, and you think that in a futsal court, you, how much of that is actually possible? But he does it really well, and he, uh, he knows when to go forward and impact. So yeah, he's uh, another great season from Luke. Yeah, indeed, probably um, one of the one of the probably breakout campaigns across the board. If you sort of look at from last season to this season, one of the biggest improvers and was a, a big reason why Balga, um, you know, had such a great season and, and and finished second and only lost the two games in the regular season. <coughs> All right, uh, last picks coming up. Our last players, Daniel. So what have I got? I've got. I think I need to choose. I think I'm going to go to the WSFL and to South Perth. It's hard not to when they've star started. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I'm going to go Ingrid Gomez Basolo. Yeah, a great pickup. Sound like you're dying there on us. 
Yeah, got a bit of a tickle in me throat here, mate. <laughs> All right, last pick coming up. This is uh, a real tough one. I'll go back to South Perth, the men, someone who's had a very good season for them and maybe sometimes goes under the radar, um, but definitely a quality player, a good goal scorer um, for them. And it's been a very important part of their squad for the last few years, and that's Philip Roynitzer. Good season for him. Well, Philip as well, he... Uh also scored a couple of important goals this season. Yeah, he, po he pops up uh, at the right times for South Perth, and I think they really did miss him in that last final series against AFC. They definitely missed his presence there. But that rounds up, rounds out our teams. So just to go through it again, Daniel, you've got Stefan Sjanovic, Danilo Neves, Zoe Spadano, Conor Driscoll, Michael Dudek, Faris Lorani. Laura Waltman, Aiden Deleuze, and Ingrid Gomez. And in my team, Tyler Garner, Tiana Botha, Mariana Tabain, Jamal Youssef, Noy Pukail, Benji McHale, Jake Pizzuto, Lou Cross, and Philip Roynitsa. So it should be a, a cracking game. Team Kanikas versus Team Lalovich. 7.30pm next Friday night. I think that's the 10th of June at the Pro Futsal Centre. And there will be more information posted uh, throughout the week from the State Futsal League Western Australia social media pages. So moving on now, Daniel, a few segments to cover before we wrap up this episode. And one of the big sort of talking points in this off-season is the, the merger between the Frio Wolves and Coburn EWA. And obviously being part of EWA for, well, since they started, I think, and being the president of the club and helping lead the club to a championship, just give us a little bit of insight as to sort of the, the thought processes behind that and and sort of what's the the vision here with this merger. Yeah, look, it's um, it was something that we discussed um, not overnight. It wasn't a decision that we made overnight. It was a decision where we we thought about it. Um, for a couple of seasons, um, what we were going to do, we always had ambition to um, to expand the club in yep. terms of going into a junior base and everything like that. But with other clubs already advancing that, in like for, like Cumbrae and Braza, uh, Wolves, AFC, they all had strong base, and we felt like we had a lot of things to do to. To get to that, where we thought, how can we how can we fast track that? Okay, and yep. we had discussions with with Jose, um, and we all know Jose's Fremantle Wolves junior base is very very strong. Yes, teams indeed. in yep. teams in every league, every age group, um, some age groups, two teams. Um, so you know. To, to be able to look for look at someone like that and someone like him offer himself or the club 
that opportunity, you know, you don't turn that away. You, you have a good thing. So me, myself, and a couple of the other senior players um, got together, had a chat, and we come to an agreement where we could. What, what could we do to make this the best outcome for both teams? Okay, it wasn't just a, more of an advantage to one and not the other. We have to make sure both parties were satisfied and happy. And it comes down to Alex as simple as each club had what the other one didn't have. Yep. Okay, and that was EWA didn't have the junior base, Wolves didn't have the senior base. And look, I'm not being biased, but our senior base is quite strong. We have some, we have good quality players, and obviously this season it wasn't um, the best outcome, but. You know, the core is there, and yeah, for sure. Believe, I mean, it's a perennial finals contender, and you guys have been champions in the past, so yeah, there's a lot of talent within the ranks. Yeah, so we just wanted to do what was best for the club, um, and that was the decision that we made. So um, obviously, we made the announcement that EWA and Wolves were going to merge and was going to become the Coburn Wolves. So that will. That's a phase in transition that we, we're taking, we're working through at the moment. Um, we just want to finalise a squad. So we've got, um, we've made public as well that we've got some trials coming up um, this month, only a few days, only, you know, a few days, nine days away or so, 12th of June, Sunday, the 12th of June, 5 till 7 pm at the Pro Futsal Centre. All, all, um, all, all welcome, um, youth. Draft SFL. If you're interested, come down. There's no obligation. You just come down, have a look, um, see what you think. Obviously, our head coaches will be there as well um, for that. Um, I'll be there overseeing as well, um, myself and Jose. So, yeah, look, Alex, it's one of those things that I have, you know business commitments, I have a family as well where they need me as well, my family's still young so I wanted to still give them what they deserve but also I have, I have a strong passion for the club you know and like I said you don't win, you don't win titles, um, you don't win titles for not putting any hard work in, you know, we won a, a men's SFL, we won two women's SFL, one women's draft, four youth you know, that doesn't come easy. It doesn't come by just rocking up and just getting it over the line, you know. So we want to make sure that we are still in good hands and we believe we are with, with the Wolves and Jose. Yeah, for sure. No, I love the move. I mean, it's it's almost like the perfect match if there was one in terms of club amalgama uh, amalgamations. Um, obviously, with what you guys bring in terms of the, the senior setup, sort of the 20s onwards the players already have and the and the history behind the club and then Wolves who've sort of started the club the opposite way and just focused on having juniors in their first couple of years and, and the WSFL team and and so they've you know done an amazing job in building building up all those youth teams and so now it's just um, I, I think it's going to be a, a perfect marriage of, um, of of two clubs and it's going to form you know one you know, really top-end club in, in WA futsal and probably in Australian futsal down the track. Yeah, and that's our, that's our ambition. We've had you know, discussions with Jose that we want to have pathways that all um, all our teams can compete 
you know, can we give them the opportunity to, to, to travel? Can we give them the opportunity to have a pathway to play at a higher level, or whatever that level may be, whether it's here or internationally or, you know, we need to have those goals, otherwise, unfortunately, the sport will go stale. So yep. we need to make sure that, you know, we keep those opportunities open and with the support of, of Eldon and Pro Futsu and his work and what he does um, behind the scenes, you know, it's, um, it's a big opportunity. So, and the opportunity comes as well that eventually one day we want to have Bibra Lake as the home of the Wolves in terms of everything that's there. So that's a, a long-term goal for us and, and what can we do to, uh, to achieve that and be positive and look forward. Yeah, well, that's brilliant. I'm looking forward to seeing it develop this coming season and, and in seasons to come. And, and sort of um, on the same topic um, of, of what's gone on with the clubs, um, just as far as I know, I don't have any concrete details, so I'm not going to spread any rumours or anything, but all I know is there are some you know big things that some clubs are doing behind the scenes that they're going to try and bring in for this next season. So th there's definitely going to be a, a bit of a different landscape in the SFL when we kick off in October again with what some clubs have going on and I think it's just going to be exciting and refreshing uh, for everyone that's involved um, in the league whether it's players, managers, coaches, club committee members um, there's some de there's definitely some big strides going on behind the scenes in, in a few areas that I've heard of so yeah just keep keep your eyes po uh, peeled everyone and you know these announcements will sort of come out as the off season goes and and then when we hit October I think there's going to be a, a bit of a different um, feel and, and look to a, a usual SFL season so it's it's going to be very exciting I look forward to it I think it's uh, it's good that everyone everyone's excited everyone's you know excited and everyone's looking to up the ante every season and you know that's what keeps the competitiveness and the competitiveness there and and uh, makes it more and more exhilarating every uh, every off season yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Plus, we don't we don't, we love a good rumor, don't we, Lala? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, big time, mate, big time. That's uh, that's why we started this. Um, so, a couple more things, just a couple more segments to get through before we finish up. Uh, obviously, the SFL season just uh, completed the previous weekend, the grand final series between Balaga and and my club in Cambio Cumbre, and you know, it was a great, great um, grand final series. I thought, you know, two highly competitive teams in two very tight matches. Um, but Daniel, as someone watching from the outside, just give us your thoughts on what you what you thought of the grand final series. I um, I managed to actually come to the Futsal Centre and watch the Friday night game. And it was just, um, you could see the two best teams were there. Alex, and I thought the two best teams throughout the season, most consistent um, overall with um, were well deserved to be there um, and it showed the the soul of futsal the the drama the intensity was all there and um, it was well worth coming down to watch and it was uh, it wasn't easy for both teams and I'm sure you know you on the sideline there coaching the boys and you could imagine like you know you'd have you'd be able to understand what to, what it's like to be there and 
and be able to coach through those situations and keep the boys level-headed and and still be able to perform. And yeah, it was a credit to to Kumbay for absorbing it in the second. I think the uh, the the Belga boys definitely brought the uh, the heat in that second game. And uh, and your Gwent guys went a goal down, I think, as well, wasn't it? I yeah, we we went down. Um, we conceded the first goal in both the games and that's something we stressed a lot in that we can't do because every other time before when we conceded first we'd lose or if we'd score first we'd win um, so to turn two deficits around early on was you know, a testament to the mental resilience of the team and um, yeah the first game Conor Driscoll scored that absolute worldie to put Barger ahead and then in the second game we conceded in the opening minute so not, not, the, not the ideal start but you know, we managed to to get our way back into the game and just sort of stick to our game plan. You know, even though we were one 0 down, it's just we still have to play how we you know planned we would and just back ourselves in that that will you know be enough to get us over the line. And you know, ultimately it was. But I thought they were two great games. And yeah, I mean, just it was a great, great final series, and they're never easy series. You know, every team you know wants to go out there and and win the championship. So. Um, you know, I thought you know both games had a lot of action, uh, a lot of drama, very high intensity, and ultimately one team has to come out victorious. But you know, I thought it was a brilliant series from both teams. Absolutely, and um, and absolutely fitting as well for the the legend of WA futsal as well in in Nesta to to go out on on a high. Yeah, so that was our our last sort of segment is touching up on Nesta's retirement and. Obviously, we broke the news in the week leading up to the grand final that you know this fi- grand final series was going to be the the swan song, and that Nesta has had, you know made his decision to retire, and he was content to move on after the season finished in terms of playing. So you know it was great, obviously, to be able to um, send him off into retirement with a championship. Um, I think that's something that gave the boys a bit of an extra um, bit of motivation. I mean, even though, you know, grand final was motivated to go, but it just gives you that little bit extra, you know, for a lot of these guys that sort of started the club a long time ago and, you know, Nesta's been a pivotal part of their um, development and has, you know, really done a lot for them. For them, it was, you know, meant a lot to have the opportunity to go out there and, and, and win a championship in his last couple of games. And I think, you know, that showed just with how much you know fight that the boys brought and how much you know mental resilience and intensity they brought that it did give them an, an extra an extra gear I thought absolutely and you don't like you said you don't need that much more motivation when you're in a grand final because of the of the, the prize at the end but when you have a player like Nesta and for some of the players that you know played at Cumbria that were there when when they were very young and Nesta was there and coached them and everything to be playing with them in the draft or, and for some in the SFL as well it's it's really good to see and mate everybody in WA or national football in Australia would know the name Nesta Fonseca because he's uh, he's been there done that and he's uh, a true legend of the sport here and I have a lot of respect for Nesta for what he's done um on and off the court, a great player to watch, an awesome player to play against, because you never know what he's gonna what he's gonna 
pull out of the bag in front of you, and um, and to be able to to go out on a high and, and win it is uh, is well deserved and truly fitting for Nesta. So, from me, Nesta, congratulations and uh, all the best on your retirement, and we uh, hope to see you around still even more. Yeah, he'll still be around. So obviously, he's he's still going to be heavily involved in the club. Um, but with a lot of other projects we've got coming up now, so he wants to really put his focus onto that, and and he, and you know we think the team's in a very good spot now where we can make that transition. It's obviously very hard to replace a player and lead off that caliber, um, but we've got you know plenty of other great players coming through that have great leadership qualities and and great ability on the court that you know we believe that can you know keep us heading in the right direction in terms of our performance and still keep us you know as one of the you know, top teams, hopefully in the country in the coming years. Um, but yeah, what a career, I mean, for him, finishes with six championships with Cumbria, and I think he did win another one or two with Moita Kalma in SFL before he founded Cumbria, and five MVPs um, as a Cumbria player, and I think another one um, with Moita Kalma. So just, um, yeah, just an incredible resume, and obviously on the national level has had a lot of success as well. Um, leading the club to our first Series Futsal Australia title and he won MVP there and the Cairns International Challenge um, I think it was 2014 which was a very strong tournament with some Eastern States teams and a couple of teams from um, overseas and and that was a, another special tournament that you know he led the club to so yeah just an incredible you know, career and I know we'll miss him on the court but yeah definitely still going to be involved in, in the game and helping and helping the club sort of try and take things up to a new level. Absolutely. Brilliant career and brilliant person as well. So on that, we'll wrap up this special episode. Um, just a reminder again, as we talked about earlier, the Fifth Man All-Star Game, Friday the 10th of June, 7.30pm at the Pro Futsal Centre in Bibra Lake. More details will be posted up, teams will be posted up, and you know we hope you can all come down and support what's ultimately was a great exhibition match between some of the best men's and women's players um, in the SFL. Absolutely. Every, hope everybody can get down and have a watch, and uh, who gets a break in Rise Lala? What do you reckon? I think I'm 0-2 in, in these matches so I'm hoping to finally win one there we go see how we go we'll see thanks for joining us Daniel and thanks for listening everyone and we'll speak to you next time thank you and uh, thanks everyone cheers see ya